Hi, welcome to this uh, Facebook Live, uh, where Lawrence and I are going to basically reflect on this year's summer camp, which has been awesome, amazing. The feedback on the Facebook group was so overwhelming, but also you know, it's been a lot of hard work to put together. So we're going to give you uh, basically a story of how it's been for us, so you can get a real feel for what it's like mm -hmm. as an organizer trying to run an event like that. It's also us a chance to you know, connect with you guys as well. It's been over a week now since you've come back from summer camp. Uh, hopefully the vibe has been properly gifted to whoever or you're able to keep hold of some of it. Um, uh, and also hopefully, you know, please put your hand up if you want to join the call and just, you know, sort of say a few words. It'd be lovely to, to sort of like hear you guys as well and see your faces on the call. Uh, we've got the little laptop here, so if our eyes go down, that's why that's happening. Um, so to start off with, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Zoom, there's a chat facility which Soma has nicely started off with. So please say hello, uh, post a message in there, uh, maybe even say where you're, you're calling in from, which would be cool. Uh, and there's also a Q&A uh, facility as well. If you just want to answer the question in between, during the, while we're sort of presenting and talking, what we'd like to do is make this as interactive as possible, so to bring you guys in as and when. So another thing to do is like on the chat thing, if you want to say something, put your hand up and we can bring you on the call. If you've got video on your phone or video on your laptop, then we can bring you in. Uh, just make sure you're not on the toilet or somewhere. But anyway, that was me. Hi. <laughs> I've been chatting a bit here, so Lawrence can say hello as well. <laughs> me and him. <laughs> me and him. Someone called us the two Ronnies. <laughs> Well, the Chuckle Brothers, depending on the, your cultural to reference. To me, to you. I feel like a newsreader. I've got notes <laughs> here. So it's a bit, uh, a bit like breakfast tether in here. Um, hello, everyone. Um, we have Innes and, oh, wow, Sophie and Rula and Soma, and everyone's introducing each other. So great. Um, yeah, like Carla said, we just wanted to have a bit of a catch up with everyone. I think we're always aware of the summer camp blues kicking in, like a couple of weeks, maybe even sooner after summer camp. So hopefully it's to give well us and you a bit of a soft landing to reconnect with people from camp, but also just to, like you said, really just to hear what it's like to not just run something like this, but to yeah continually do it year after year and what we've learned over the last few years doing it. Um, so in terms of like what we're going to cover, we're going to cover, I suppose, a bit about just how we're feeling and you know checking in with everyone and hopefully you guys too to share that in the chat room. But also to share more about like our experience of camp because what we found is you know everyone has a different experience not just um when they come but also each year depending on how you're feeling as a, you know, as a person your context room really. so um so yeah i think it's always good to know like how it was for us and we'd love, you know, we'd love to know how it was for you um our highlights our lowlights as well as um what we're going to do a little bit differently next time and yeah some plans for 2018 really we're getting excited about doing it again after a week off um, well, kind of, because sure. sort of, um, but we had some ideas, yeah, we didn't perfectly do seven days of no ideas, no, sorry, not sure. Um, and also, just um, yeah, just a few thank yous as well, really. just about uh, something we didn't get a chance to thank over the course of the weekend. Cool, and how do I feel? <laughs> is that the first question? No, it was summer camp, that was the thing, the summer camp, and then yeah, Lawrence pointed out that someone was asking, What is this thing? And I just off the top of my head, given the experience of camp and what, what we were talking about, tried to describe it. And, and really, like you know, I think I said, uh, at camp, you know, it, it says startups, but you don't really have to be a startup. Um, we talk about ideas, but you don't necessarily to have, need to have ideas. Uh, and there's also the, it says happiness and it's happy startup. There's also 
think really understanding what that really means. And it's not just about the high points, it's about the low points and the challenges. <coughs> so, um, actually, on that, uh, Mick Koo, my brother, doesn't call you, he was here the other night. He doesn't mind me saying, but he was saying he wasn't sure about it. He booked his ticket ages ago for, the, for 2017. And he did a bit of a tough year with his startup and was worried about coming back because he thought everyone's going to be happy because he's happy startups on the camp. Um, even though he'd been before, I think he looked at the last event through that lens of you know startup and didn't really see some of the other stuff that was going on. Um, and seeing it as a space to be able to just open up and share what's going on for you. And hopefully, I know that's what he took away this year was just it's okay to mess up and it's okay to admit that and it's okay for other people to you know, share their journey too. So I think, um, yeah. In answer to your question, yeah, don't have to be happy to come to Happy Stops in the camp. Yeah, uh, and and because it isn't that, <laughs> it doesn't say what it says on the tin, <laughs> and it isn't particularly, there isn't one thing you get out of it, it's a quite personal journey, it is really hard for us to put into words. And so the only way that we can actually communicate the value of summer camp is people telling their stories and what they got out of it, and, and really trying to just share how they felt after, after that weekend. Um, Someone described it as uh, three days of therapy they didn't know they needed, <laughs> which I'm not sure is a good what thing. Pitch. Well, um, but I think, yeah, one thing we've all found out, it's quite hard to put into words, or I don't know if you tried to explain it to friends or family without sounding like you're mad. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not easy to convey the experience you have, I think, the connections that you make without sounding a little bit mental. I, for me, the specific story of my sister came for the first time. And before that, I had no idea how to explain it to her. Now it's just me and my sister have no idea how to explain it to the rest of our family. It's just, she's come back buzzing and just explosion of sort of love and, and energy. Um, and I think that's what we want to just show, the effects rather than what's happening at camp. Yeah, um, and we could talk about this year in a bit. But um, yeah, it's one thing that I took from this year was just the kind of family feeling. Like my brother was there, my wife was there, friends were there, your sister was there. Um, you know, a lot of the crew had their partners. I know you know my sister for as long as you've known me. Since she was little, um, well, more little. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that made it feel very complete. Um, and actually lots of people coming back again, cementing those relationships. Um, so we'll talk more about our, I suppose, our learnings over the last five years. But for me, that was the takeaway this year, was just the feeling of the community growing together, and not just in terms of business, but as friendships. And that was really Actually, following on from that, it's like a lot of people came up saying they want to bring their partner with them next time and how valuable it was to have their partner there. And that's, that's something we hadn't predicted when we started yeah. summer camp in the beginning. And I know Chris came with his wife this time, Chris Drummond, and they had a no dinner together all, <laughs> um, which I think is an interesting one, just to make sure that you, you meet new people. And she was saying, Kat was saying that um, Chris isn't a social butterfly, um, really himself, but at summer camp, he was just like meeting new people all the time because he wanted to, and he felt at home and he wanted to welcome new people. And that was nice too, to know that, yeah, you can step outside your, your shell and be that person at summer camp. And that's it. It is that feeling of feeling at home. That's, mm. That seems to be the magic of, of summer camp. Apparently, so, Catherine Sheridan's partner needs to kick up the butt to come. <laughs> We can do a virtual yeah, kick up, but just let us know. We can we can come round if you want. Um, so how do we feel now? How do we feel now? Um, I think we are well individually. I mean, I think um, more connected. I think like in the run up to something like this, you're so well. We're kind of locked away planning for it. So, and it's always and it's like just before camp. It's like eleven and a half months before we've done it last time so you start to question things you start to forget why you're doing this you just i think sophie put in the um 
Facebook group after camp, she couldn't see how an event like this could happen or an experience like this could be created from a sea of spreadsheets. You know? So, um, yeah, I think coming out of it, feeling like, okay, this is why we do what we do, feeling really connected, not just to all of you lot, but all the reasons why we started this, you know, the, the purpose behind it. Um, I think energized for that, you know, getting that feeling, getting you know, so many even today, getting emails from people, um, gives us gives us loads of hope for the future. Um, but also probably needing a break too. So um, even though we talked about having a week off, we were still buzzing with ideas. We were planning for our US trip in a few weeks. So I think, yeah, we probably just need a bit of time to kind of de decamp. <laughs> decamp, yeah. No, it's it, it does feel this year has felt full on um, for many reasons, not just related to camp and work. Uh, it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster. So coming out off of camp, it, there's that sense of relief. It's done. It went well. Everything's happening personally for me. It, it was a week of just feeling totally tired. Uh, I don't think I neither of us slept more than a couple of or two or three hours a night. <clears throat> and I'm sorry for the others in the tents that did try to get to some sleep. Yeah. Um, we'll 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 be we'll be looking at your feedback from somewhere. Um, but. The, the the like Lawrence was saying to know all these people not only people coming back but people coming on a, a essentially a gut feeling mm. and again this adds to the how do you sell summer camp it's really hard when people just come because they, they, they there's something in them they say I, I need to do this that was really heartwarming that's that that also again gives hope for the future that there's mm. we just need to spread the word yeah. the more we spread the word the more the right people will come. And it's amazing how, um, like, if you're thinking of this as a proper business, you're thinking about the sales cycle from someone hearing about us to actually coming to any of our things. Um, so Nisha, who wrote that lovely um, post on Facebook after the event, <coughs> I was chatting to her over the campfire on Saturday night, and she, well, A, it kind of struck home to me that she's flown all the way from New York on her own to come to this without having met any of us or having any connection to anyone there, which I think is amazing. Um, and she wasn't anyone. But also, um, she said, oh, do you remember we had a call like six years ago when you guys were running the agency? And I was like trying to wrap my brain, I had very little um, memory of this. Um, and then when we got back, it actually triggered that we pitched for this project that her and her husband, I think, were, um, had put out there to build a platform. And so that was like six years from like first hearing about us to coming to one of our events, which is incredible. Um, so it just shows that people are out there, you know, and they, they come when the time is ready and you can't really... And you don't know where they're going to come from. Yeah. And I think the more we just talk about the stuff that we believe in and love doing, it's, that's the model of a happy startup that a lot of probably normal business people don't get. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what else? I noticed Simon Harriet said that his, him and his wife don't talk to each other at parties, um, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, you need to meet lots of other people. Yeah, exactly. It's actually convenient. Um, so shall we dive into like all of the kind of nitty gritty, the stuff that people don't see behind the scenes yeah. when they run up to this. And also just to remind you, I think there's a facility to put your hand up on Zoom. If you can find that on there, please do that. And if I spot someone, we'll, we'll bring you on and you can maybe say a few words if you have a comment on what's going on here. And also, hey, someone's done a Q&A. So it's also, if you want to ask a question like Ines has, uh, we can read we'll the answer. The end, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to post something in the chat room just to let everyone know you're here. Okay, so yeah, um, I think one of the things that people would like to know is like, when do we start thinking about each each event? Um, and the answer is earlier each time, <laughs> because it always um, takes more time than we think. So even though we've done this before, this is our fifth year, 
Um, we always want to be ahead of the game more each year, and so we've already started planning for next year already. Um, I think partly because stuff's still in your mind, so like there's things you do differently. There's, there's maybe speakers we wanted to get that we couldn't get this year, who, if we book them in 12 months in advance, will be available. Um, but also just you're fresh and you can kind of still have that in mind rather than come next year we've having to really struggle to think of like you know a great event to put on so um yeah there's a lot of work that goes in now and then probably goes quiet for a few months until early next year springtime when things start to ramp up again um and also we leave, we try to leave room for serendipity too so we could easily like fill the schedule now with all the people we'd love to be there but then that closes the door down to potential speakers or workshop leaders or activities or entertain whatever parts of the weekend which we would otherwise close down. So the people we meet during the year, because yeah. we're, we're off, we're like we're going to the US next month, we, we're going to be in India in February, we're going to be in the Alps again in June, and, and it's also those kind of meetings and connections that you discover actually be amazing. Yeah. Actually, uh, last year we met someone in Holland at the, uh, an event in Groningen, uh, Jana. Oh, yeah. And we saw her talk there, and I was like, okay, we're going to come to camp. And that was, she was an amazing speaker. Yeah, so I think that's, and again, you know, we had, so guys who ran that workshop on modeling your impact, the, uh, the guy who wore his coat throughout the whole weekend, even though it's sunny, um, from Bangladesh, we met him in India, as we did Robin, um, the young sort of uh, change maker who spoke on Sunday. And again, these people come into our world. Um, you know, lots of other people we meet through random connections. So we don't just sit there like looking in online to find great speakers. We try to just get out there and meet people and just think, you know, do that. Would we want to spend three days with them? Ultimately, yeah. that's for me is a, is a big gut check to find out, you know, there's amazing speakers out there who might be great, but they're not necessarily the people who want to be at summer camp for three days and commit to that amount of time and it's not getting paid to. I mean, we can't pay people, but we can offer, you know, a great experience that they get lots back from it if they put, their heart into it and you know everyone who's come and spoke has said they've just had an amazing experience as well sophie's kind of hiding so <laughs> make, we'll make it come in that's uh, fiona say hello, hello. say hello so <laughs> i think she's in the loop so be careful yeah she got locked out i had to go and test it it's all happening here um yeah, so for example, someone like Oli Kassau, you know, he's, he's an inspirational guy, we've known him for a few years, he came and gave everything, and that's the biggest compliment you can give to, to well, the kind of person you want to come and speak at summer camp, is someone who's... And he's a great example of someone we met like five years ago. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we were ridden on one of his bikes, actually, he didn't mention that in his talk, but that was quite experience going around Copenhagen in, in uh, Christiania. What was that park we went to? Yeah, Christiania. Oh, so that's the name of the Yeah, being pushed down Pusher Street. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think, shall we talk challenges and things that are difficult? Because yeah. everyone loves to hear that stuff. Yeah, bit of jeopardy. Bit of jeopardy, exactly. <laughs> and also how you can help with some of these challenges, because I think we're trying to share the load of putting on this event and running the school. So um, yeah, you guys can help with some of this. We discovered like there's a lot of people who don't realise what actually happens or how difficult things can be. Yeah, and how it feels like it's gone really smoothly, but uh, I think most people appreciate underlying underneath that um, <coughs> smooth swan, there's some massive paddling going on. So, I think one of the things that um, almost deliberately makes our life difficult is having an application process. Um, and the reason we do this is we want to, you know, we have a lim limited amount of spaces and we want to make sure that everyone there is, is the right fit, but also it's the right fit for them. So, um, it's really important for us that 
any person you meet at camp, any conversation you have is going to be one that enriches you and makes your life a little bit better. And I think hopefully you've seen that, that, you know, whilst the talks are great, the workshops are great, often I find and people tell us that the moments that they remember the, the conversations they've had in a hot tub, um, over dinner, over coffee, on the swing, wherever. So um, that comes from just having great people there. And that's, that's part of the beauty of this. Hello Sophie. Hello Sophie. Come and say hello. Come and say hello. To your tribe. Hi oh, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Say hello to the internet. I can't see them, but I know you're there. Yes, that's the camera there. Yeah, she's a pro. If you want to look important, you can hold these. Ah. Yes. I'm glad you've come here today. <laughs> So yeah, Sophie doesn't know, but she's going to be running her own uh, TV show soon. Uh, school. <laughs> with, lo with, lo with lots of uh, dry jokes. <laughs> Just dry jokes. <laughs> um, so yeah, the application process, I told you why we do that. Um, in terms of, um, so once people are like, what's the expression, like past the post in the In the, in the mix. In the mix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we don't make people apply again. So some of you might reapply. There's no need to do that because you know you've been you've been endorsed. If you've been once and you haven't been kicked off camp, then yeah, you're allowed to come again. Exactly. Um, but I think the main thing that would make our life easy, and I'm sure you're doing it already, is to recommend great people because word of mouth is the best way for people to come to camp. It ensures that the the kind of people we want to be there, are the kind of people that you want to meet, and so um, yeah, just recommend people to to apply and get them to mention that they know you because then that way, you know. Um, we can come knocking when they, you know, rip up tents and destroy <laughs> the barn. Um, but more than anything, it's just to, yeah, I suppose build on the community because this community has been built on our friendship and the friendship of the, the people around us. And every year that gets stronger. So the more people you invite in, the more the community grows. Exactly. Um, yeah, do you want to have a rant about people leaving it late? Yeah, I think it's, um, um, I can remember having a conversation or Ruth telling me she didn't realise how late we would still be selling tickets. Um, and Sorry, I'm just laughing because Catherine's saying she's working really hard to get kicked off summer camp. <laughs> Apparently naked hot tubbing is not enough. Um, no, actually that keeps you warm. So okay. <laughs> I'm worried about next year now. Different strategy next time. Um, yeah, while uh, you know, we end up selling out, having like, in our eyes, being able to have a month before camp to just purely focus on making it amazing, doing the prep, focusing on even you know, prepping speakers, doing a lot of the stuff that, that could make that your experience even smoother. It's, there's always the worry that we need to sell another you know, 10 tickets or whatever it is. Mm. And so uh, leaving it late because you're not sure is a real challenge for us. And I think particularly for those of you who've been, you know what it's like, you know what you're gonna get out of it. Um, and now you've got the, the option of getting an early bird ticket for 649 quid. Uh, plug, 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 but you've seen the email, we'll be sending the link now. Knowing that and being able to take action on that really helps us so that we can be really confident that we're not going to be worrying about stuff in the summer months. So this is the other challenge we have. We, we do it in September, and September is after August, and August is holiday time, we've got kids. So we're juggling this, this dynamic, and I'm not asking you for your sympathy, but you can understand the challenges that we have, uh, given this is a labour of love uh, and not just a money-making exercise. So for our ask for you and for anyone you want to bring along is the sooner you can buy a ticket, the better. And then that way we can be really confident about the 
booking in the, the really cool stuff that you guys mm. book in. I also think there's value in booking early, you know, just in terms of having to A4. I mean, some people like booking 12 months in advance because they get that um, accountability almost that comes from having that date in the diary or milestone to, to aim towards. Um, but also, there's science behind it. If anyone's read Happy Money, it's a great book. It talks about how to um, apply the science of happiness to your spending. And it always says, like, buy things in advance because it means that the anticipation is way greater and you'll get value way before so if you buy something at the last minute you don't get that anticipation so so yeah you're getting more bang for your buck um but i think more than anything it makes our lives easy because we can then plan the picking experience great like carlos said um and everyone sort of knows they're coming but if they leave it to last minute it really doesn't help us and it makes um just creates that anxiety which doesn't help create a great experience <laughs> <laughs> we hide it well okay. we hide it well yeah um what are the other challenges yeah female speakers this is a continual thing that we struggle with and a lot of organizers of these kind of events conferences struggle with um, and in the past we've had um, like almost all the speakers have ever pulled out of all been women and I don't think that's a coincidence I just think juggling family juggling travel juggling commitments is really difficult um, ticket for months so it's something we're, we're aware of so how you can help is by recommending to us any great not just female speakers any speakers really people that you'd love to see speak at some account um, you know, we, we're always on the lookout for great people. And so if there's anyone that comes to mind, send it through um, by email, I suppose. Yeah. I safe. think more than anything else, it, it's just being aware that we're aware, we are aware, we're conscious that we'd love to have more female speakers. And it, it, it's just a challenge to do that. So particularly given the event, we just, we don't just accept anyone. So there's already a kind of a filter there. We want to make sure people who can spend the whole weekend there enjoy and have, have the ethos of camp. And then on top of that, trying to get a nice even ratio, that's an extra challenge. So any help pointing us in the direction of female speakers so that we can talk to them early, get a feel for who they are, and rather than just get a female speaker just for the sake of it. Because that's the other thing. We can't do that because then it will just detract from what we're trying to do with, with camp and, and the mm -hmm. spirit of it. And I think also, um, you know, one thing we really look for in, in the story, well, A, the one thing we look for in speakers is like people are willing to share their personal story. And I think that comes from being open and vulnerable to some extent. So if any of you have seen Ruth um, Angelo's talk from Summer Camp two years ago, I think, two, three years ago, um, you know, that talk's really inspired lots of people, particularly women, you know, budding entrepreneurs to actually start something and to, to be comfortable admitting that you're trying to work out your personal challenges as well as starting a business. So her openness there, I think, really connected with people and really developed um, real strong sort of trust and helped us to share that with the outside world. Um, so I think that's the other thing is like, it's not just about finding a great speaker who's really polished, it's about finding someone who's willing to share something about themselves. And I think a lot of time women have to really fight to be something in business which they well, I think Eugenia's talk this year was yeah. a perfect example of that it's not about startup it's not about making the next big thing it's that story of the journey and having that relate to people and they can say oh yeah I'm there as well and I don't feel alone with this yeah I think the other thing is we've got all these great videos online so if you want to connect with those please check them out again because sometimes it's just good to watch something like that as a I think someone mentioned that Bruce talks still gives me goosebumps two years later. <laughs> um, sometimes it's good to connect with some old stories and yeah, just to get inspired again. And that's our hope with filming things online. Filming them to put online is, you know, everyone's saying, how can I get that summer camp feeling year, year round? Um, I think just checking in and uh, watching Appy's talk from last year or when we get them live soon, Ollie's talk from this year to, to really, yeah, just connect again with the community. We should, we should get like a series set box that people can get and binge on it. Like binge. 
Summer camp binge. Netflix. Oh, summer camp <laughs> and chill. Summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, one of the things, one of the other challenges is like our commitment to staying a weekend. Um, I know Mac didn't this year, there was an um, unusual circumstance there, but his, his business partner Rosa, you might have met, did. Um, he would have loved to stay a weekend, just didn't happen again. But yeah, everyone else was there for the whole three days. And that's another filter for us is if people want to come and contribute, then, you know, being part of this experience, willing to have conversations, be on a level playing field, essentially not being put on a pedestal, it's a great filter to find out who actually really cares about what we're doing. Um, so yeah, often people are sort of, we've been to events, we've been speaking, the speakers' dinners, and it's very grand, and there's like the, the kind of um, delegates are waiting to come in and mingle yeah, with speakers. Yeah, separation of it. Yeah, so it just felt a bit icky, so yeah. I think even for a speaker, my, uh, my experience as well is to feel that you don't have this whole weight of pressure. Oh, you must be able to tell everyone the golden lesson that they need to learn. It's like, well, we're just there to share a story and share our experience. And we're just as knowledgeable as probably anyone else in the room. Yeah. So we're kind of taking out all the time with thoughts. We might just rush through some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, for me, like key learnings from the last five years, um, things that came to mind, it's more like a school than a conference than it used to be. So um, come on, who was it? Charlie was saying, uh, Charles Davis was saying, it just seems to mature each, more, each year. and. You know, new people add things to it, existing people cement their, you know, their relationships and their, what they can contribute. Um, but yeah, it feels more like more workshops, more small kind of grouped interactions, more learning really. Um, the stories I think are still important, mm -hmm. but they're not the main thing. I think we've opened up the space to, for people to really, or they feel more confident to contribute now uh, because they've been either a couple of times before or they, they really get the ethos and, and that contribution is enhanced and matured like Lars was saying the event itself yeah um, and I think you can get inspired by a talk but you can't necessarily find breakthroughs I mean some of the talks you know there's, there's almost like one or two each year that really stand out um, but I think often the, the bits of real um, progress for people are when they learn something about themselves and that comes often from a conversation or something in a, in a workshop um, what are the other things so this year we started on Thursday so we had Probably more people than we, that was another challenge this year. More people than we thought came on Thursday, which is great, which means people are really keen to have more of a soft landing. Um, but there's some logistic challenges for us, which we can work on next year, which was been really foreseen catering for 70 people on Thursday. Um, but I think what it did do, and again, we'll hear your feedback, the people I spoke to seem to really enjoy the fact that they could um, ease into it and not have 150 people all turn up together at the same time. Um, and then go for a walk by the lake with Charlie and, and everyone and, and just, yeah, connect before all the... I think our, our vision for it as well came from our experience at Echo, where um, kind of contributors who arrived early were asked also to help welcome and host the people who are arriving the next day. And so for us, it's, it's, it's to make that place feel like it's your space as well and you're there to welcome people. Yeah. Um, the other thing we did differently, which again is a learning, and. Uh, to be fair to Charlie and Flores, they really pushed for this, was a, a bit of ritual, a bit ritual around opening and closing, <clears throat> which now we've done it. I think we get why it was needed in the past. Um, but yeah, I'm sure all of you agree that it just brought something different to the event. Maybe, maybe some new people feel a little bit awkward. In like, <laughs> what am I doing standing in a field, um, oh, wow. hugging and pretending to be a crocodile or doing the African uh, hokey pokey, <laughs> as it's now known. Kind of African, he didn't seem to really know the roots of it, but yeah. some kind of pub told me that it was an African village. Um, 
ritual. Um, but yeah, I think it just brought a bit of lightness to it. It also brought a bit of connection to it early on, I hope. And yeah, just sort of rounded off the whole thing at the end. Um, We'd love to know your thoughts as well. If you have any idea or any reactions to that, post a comment. Um, be, be cool to find out and also the, on yeah. the feedback. I don't think the camper, the coffee camper guys, got a better send off than he got from him on Sunday. It's <laughs> quite a quite a send off. Um, it also feels like from talking to people, it's it's kind of a milestone in the calendar now. It's not just a one off event. People come back again and again. Um, it's just a celebration, if anything. You know, for people who are new, it's quite overwhelming often and when people come back it feels more like they can just opt out of things. And the new t-shirt, summer camp is the new Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Every year, gonna come summer camp, yeah. celebrate. Um, and yeah, it just feels richer. I think each year it just feels a bit richer in terms of um, hopefully content. I think for me the, the talks felt stronger this year. We can talk about what you guys thought, but it felt more variety of talks. I think we're really keen to have a different message, you know, in terms of not just having um, uh, oh, we've got we have a delivery. Um, yeah, not just having people talk about their their journey from you know being a corporate to running their own business, but actually um, a different view of what it means to be happy at work. And you do need to talk about not having to be an entrepreneur to find that. You know, we find a lot of people in the community who maybe are just there to support someone else, or maybe they find more fulfillment in their current job. Um, also having Steve talk about his Friday business, you know, and how that passion project is turned into something that gives him real fulfillment without having to sacrifice the rest of the work he does. So different views on what success can mean and also how you can find that happiness without sort of putting everything into running a business, which can be pretty full on. Um, so yeah, highlights, anything you want to share about like stuff that you got out this year? Um, and feel free to post yours in the comments, it'd be interesting to know. No, I think from, I, I really enjoyed the opening and closing ceremony. I thought it was a real nice way to to commit to the, the weekend and feel like uh, I think Charles was saying is you can sometimes come arrive uh, with your mind elsewhere, but then to have this, this specific point in the weekend saying, right, I'm here and this is what I'm going to leave behind away from, um, or leave, uh, leave behind at home and, and this is where I'm going to be at camp. And then leaving as well, being able to have that sense of, okay, uh, and uh, Charles's uh, idea about holding this vibe and the vibe fades, but you can also be gifted. I, I, I really love that idea because then it doesn't feel like it's lost. It's just continuing. And summer camp, like we were saying before, it, it, it really did feel like home. There were so many people we'd seen before. It felt very much like a reunion. Uh, and it felt like this, you know, we need to, the more people that can come and, uh, and return and then spread this kind of idea elsewhere, I think that for me is like fulfilling our mission as a happy start, so in terms of like really understanding how business and connection can work. Yeah, I think Floris and Charles make a great team as well. It's great chemistry between them, kind of mix of foolery and... Uh, foolery, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, serious stuff. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, the highlights for me were just seeing, I remember looking out and seeing all these people that we'd, some people we'd met recently, some people we'd traveled to far, fun places with, you know, um, seeing like all the mini tribes, I call them, coming together, like people we met at Altitude, mixing with people we met in India, mixing with people from Brighton and the Netherlands and the US and all over. And so that was really nice, just seeing just everyone come together as one community and all the great stuff that happens as a result of it. Um, Love the bigger hot tub. Love the bigger hot tub. Bigger hot tub. I'm sure Catherine Ten did. people in there. 
<laughs> yeah, bigger hot tub, um, dodgy chimney there. Um, um, yeah, I enjoyed, um, well, I quite enjoyed, I didn't go to the workshop, but the idea of a goal mapping workshop was no idea. I enjoyed a lot of the moments of silliness, so um, the pitch for the Jamiro Club theme park was a bit of a wild card, but some of you may have got that, others may have not. Um, just trying to make the whole thing feel quite light, because um, I think it's one thing we're always conscious of is so many like personal development, business events, so serious, so heavy, you know, it's really like, I don't know, weighty, you know, and it's, I know we're trying to tackle challenging questions and, and having conversations that aren't easy, but I think what we try to bring to it is a bit of lightness through, you know, Sanderson hosting it and through doing switchball or, um, you know, again, being in a hot tub or having fake signs, so signs for fake workshops, you know, hopefully just messes with people's minds a bit. So they just think actually none of this stuff even matters. You just stop thinking about stuff. Or like Sanderson's um, monologue about... Um, <laughs> scars. Yeah. Don't let scars define who you are. Be who you are. Um, yeah, it just particularly had three hours sleep and it, everyone's feeling quite emotional, just messes with your mind. Um, so yeah, that's what I, I like doing, is just keeping it fun and light and uh, balancing that with heavy moments, I'd say. Um, and I just enjoyed the stories this year, the heartwarming stories, um, Ollie's Cycle Without Age, Tinge, um, Table Tennis Club, um, Lawrence, Lawrence uh, Shorter's um, journey through various um, smarmy photos of him uh, was, was great. Um, and again, just all the stories, very highlights for me. And, and also bringing new people into the fold. So I think Pete coming in and just really connected with people in a way that felt like he'd been part of the community for years. Like a like a father, someone surprising us. Um, so yeah, that excites me about what that mean, might mean in terms of collaborations with people like that in the future. Cool. Okay. Um, so I think we can take some questions. Maybe first, you want to just do a thank you to everyone who's um, bought early and. Um, yeah. No. Well, firstly, in terms of feeling the love, is really grateful and, uh, like I said, overwhelmed by all the messages that we're seeing on Facebook. Uh, I would love to like collect those and kind of yeah, use that energy and that positivity to, to get more people understanding what we do um, and all the messages in you know, the emails text to us about yeah. what the how people have felt after camp that's you know that's really awesome there's one from is it alex who sent one today or yesterday yeah, saying yeah. like she's had two weeks of um like energy she's never had and clarity in terms of exactly what she needs to do that she's never had before and that for us is just mind-blowing to you know it's not like we're telling people what to do. It's like they're finding space and finding this stuff within themselves. So um, I think even David, David Papa, I don't know, David, is he on here? Um, I'm not sure. So David did the, the, the best pitch, I think. Yeah, um, he was very honest. Um, <laughs> so the woo-woo guy, the woo-woo's fuck guy. The woo-woo's yeah. fuck. At the end of the camp, we were in our little groups uh, before, during the closing. And he just said, yeah, we were like, what's your big takeaway from the weekend? And he was just like, I have everything I need. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I have it. Um, and that for me was great. And, and lots of people have said that. They're feeling like I'm empowered to now do anything. And I'll find the people I need. I'll find the support I need. But I've kind of got, got it within me to create what I want if I really believe it. So that's great. Um, sorry for offending you with that accent. Um, yeah, so no, it, it's really, really good to hear those, the, those messages and that feedback. It gives us, again, energize, energizes us for the next one. Um, we really like to thank those of you who, who bought the Super Early Bird tickets. Um, it's you know, having that as a mark of the support uh, for the next camp. It, it 
yeah, it's priceless to be able to you know quantify what that feels like. And so thanks, Nick, Nick Koo, Mark Gordon, Jeffrey and Kuka, Rufanslo, Walinka, Inesh, Matthew, Bellringer, James Warfield, Peter Krishnan, Sophie Kramhoff, Alex Brooks, Robert Voss, who actually didn't come this year, but we've known him um, from altitude a couple of years ago, uh, and Annabelle Foles. She knew, did she drop this year? No, she's a friend of Ruth. She's a friend of Ruth. Thank you very much, Ruth, for pointing in the direction. Whoever it was who's a friend of, thank you for pointing in our direction. But yeah, all of you out there who are considering it, please, uh, it would be great for us if you could uh, take advantage of that offer or let people know, and let people know that that's available. Uh, and then, yeah, to the team, really, like we were saying, Floris and Charles, that combo this year was new. Uh, and I think it has to be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> that really, really worked. Um, it was, yeah, it, it added something new and different to the, to the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, and all the speakers and workshop leaders, we were going to get the list of the, the, the schedule up there. And I'm kind of scared to start listing people no, in case I forget people. Everyone knows who they are. <laughs> exactly. Um, thanks to Anne um, and, and sort of all the other kind of faculty or board. I'm trying to work out who these this kind of core group of supporters. <clears throat> um, uh, Some are called the elders, but they're not splattering or not. Sounds very kind of Jim Branson yeah. type. I like it. That's the thing, we've always shied away from having like, I suppose we just always shied away from doing things like you should do it, like you should have a board, you should have trust advisors, you should have investment, you should do this. So we've always shied away from that. But I think particularly this year, but over the last 12 months or so, this kind of, um, I suppose, faculty of teachers, and really the better word than faculty maybe, but like, yeah, a group of people who want to teach and mentor people in the community, as well as people who really want us to succeed and to help us do that. Those people seem to have like almost self-selected. So um, we now developed a small group of people who are going to help us going forward, just yeah, share some of the challenges and help us through um, this next period. So yeah, it's really appreciated for them. To, and I'm thinking for Anne to step up on Sunday and share her, share her story. That was great. I think this is one of the core challenges that we've got because the happy start of school was never meant to be just myself and Lawrence. Myself and Lawrence. <laughs> It was, we were trying to get a group of people and, and somehow create this uh, community. But part of the problem was that without us stepping up and trying to talk and share our knowledge uh, and looking like we're the head of this, this, this tribe, um, it's hard to get people towards us. But now we've started to build these, this core group. I think now we can start achieving that vision. It isn't just us. There's, there are people like Boris, Charles, and. Catherine, people who have got probably more experience than us in various aspects that, that, could, that can benefit the community and also benefit from the community. Yeah, and let's think quickly on that. One thing people have told us, which is nice, is that uh, I mean, all the contributors, speakers, and workshop leaders is like we give them space to do their thing. So, um, you know, I hope people like Charles and Lawrence sure to come each year and they have something different to contribute. And they have essentially a playground, a lab to be able to do a talk, run a workshop, you know. Say, do a walk, whatever it is, something that they haven't done before, but they feel like they've got the space to do it and the, the right crowd that are really receptive to that. So thanks to you all for kind of um, experimenting with us as we go and giving these people the platform to essentially do their thing and find their path, which is what we're all trying to do. And more often than not, it's just amazing stuff that comes out. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Big thank you to all your community members, really, and people who stuck with us from the beginning that, you know, without your support, it's not just financially, it's just like morally to know yeah. that there's, we've got you know, 
over 100 people who are really up for helping us move forward, building this and growing this thing. And we're feeling our way after this. We've never done anything like this before in our lives. We, we have no idea what it takes to build a community. We stumbled upon this thing. But now we feel the weight of responsibility and that can only be sort of lightened by knowing that you guys are out there helping us and, and we appreciate that just wholeheartedly. And then, um, particularly about summer camp volunteers, uh, all the, the crew, the people who, mm. who basically took the brunt of a lot of the stuff that happens on the day so that we can spend more time with, with attendees. And, and there's a, several stories that only got back to us several days after the event that we thought, whoa, we were so. Uh, yeah, so grateful that they've handled that for us. And Claire was amazing, Sophie was incredible, Holly and Henry and uh, and Han, I'm going to forget someone, sorry. Gabs, um, Meg. Gabs, Meg. Um, all of those guys really, really helped us. It was, it was, yeah, we were very grateful for that. It sounded like an Oscar speech. It is, it is. Let's wind it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do we want to answer questions now? Please ask some more questions if you've got any. Um, we can go and tackle a couple of questions now. Yeah, let's Why go for it. So we had, um, Inesh had a really interesting question actually. Um, what, how big do we want summer camp to be? I think it's still got your glasses, Inesh. Oh yeah, your glasses are over here. <coughs> my, my son was wearing them, sorry. <laughs> he thought it was really cool because he had Google glasses on. I thought they were Shana's, I was like, oh, she, she might ask me. <laughs> there he was. Um, What's the question again? How, how big do we want summer camp to be? Because we've had our yeah. people say you should make this huge. Yeah. This could be like the next wilderness, um, or whatever it is, but or burning them. <laughs> um, I mean, there is um, something called Dunbar's number. Some of you may have heard it. In terms of like social group sizes, there's um, evidence that anything bigger than 150, um, it starts to feel less like a, a community because you can't really get to know everyone's name. So a lot of companies really struggle when they get above that limit because it just becomes more anonymous. So our hope is to keep it no bigger than, or to make it no bigger than around 150. Um, that said, we still have a lot of considerations in terms of like how do we make it sort of viable and sustainable as, as an event. So limiting the amount of people, um, and, and don't forget, we, we can only have 150 people on site. And because we offer three days of experience to contributors and crew, that means that like a good chunk of those, like uh, a third, 50 of them aren't paying anything. So we can only make money from 100 people who come. Um, so that comes with challenges because it means that, you know, we could easily double the amount of people and a lot of the costs wouldn't rise in the same way. But what, what it would do is change the vibe of the event, I think, because it would be, again, a bit more, I won't say anonymous, but it would be harder to meet as many people and make the deep connections that, that you guys have. So we don't get to meet everyone each no. time around. Yeah, I'm conscious that we don't get to meet everyone over the course of three days and you feel a bit guilty because you want to get around to everyone. But equally, you want to give the people you do talk to time. So I think you just have to accept, um, some call it the joy of missing out. <laughs> you know, you can't really do everything and be with everyone and, and be present all the time. Just putting, we want, to, we want to scale the community, but we still want to make it community. I mean, you can't have community if you can't really feel like you can connect to people. I think like one person and anonymous around among 200 people. Yeah, so I suppose in short answers, we're not intending to make it bigger. Um, we are, our hope is that we can maybe do this in other places, you know, if um, if there's energy for it. So we talked to Liz about maybe some kind of summer camp in Australia. But that said, it's a lot of work. And so it'll probably be something more scaled down, maybe with less speakers and, and a bit more. A bit more emergent, you know. Um, our retreats are easy to organise because who comes? Are the people, you know, people who come are the people who create the agenda. 
summer camp is a year's worth of work. So um, yeah, for that reason, I mean, like we work to a summer camp for 6,000 people, which terrifies us. And I just don't think, you know, the reason we started summer camp was to create an event where you get to feel like you can meet everyone and not an event where you're just another person. And so yeah. there's loads of conferences where you can, like, you can get to a website and there's 50,000 people there. Um, how are you gonna, you know, are you gonna come away with, you know, 50, 50 new friends of that? Um, cool. Um, <laughs> oh, Catherine says, sounds, sounds horrid. horrid. <laughs> right, do we have any more questions? So, um, oh, so let's follow on, Ines has got a follow on question okay. about doing a bigger event in London or someone to bring in revenue for Happy Startup School. Um, we've considered this, so I think the challenge is really um, like, will, will someone come to that event and get anywhere near the same experience of something like summer camp? So we ran, we did an event in the Netherlands last year for a day, which we called the Happy Startup Experience, and that was talks and workshops in the city of Groningen, and that went really well. But it was not really viable as a, as a you know, an event. Events are really expensive to organise. Um, Hard enough to yeah. make profitable yeah. or even break even. Conferences, uh, sorry, you know, venues are really expensive. Bringing speakers, logistics of that. Um, on top of the fact that a lot of the more successful ones, they tend to be um, driven by sponsorships. So they pretty make almost as much money from sponsorship as they do tickets. So then that means we then have to spend a lot of our time trying to get sponsors in. It's a, it's a numbers game, it's very risky game as well so and also we've got limited resource so you know if we focus on something like that whilst it might be good what does that take our attention away from we become an events company well we become an events company but i think also we try and like trying to convince people that this is a good thing to do so our hope is that if we spend more time and this is something we're going to work on in the next year spend more time nurturing the online community and also spreading our message online then people find us and we don't have to kind of knock on their door Cool. All right, one more question from yeah. Catherine. So uh, it feels like a delicate feels like there's a delicate balance in terms of bringing too many people from home to summer camp. Do you have any thoughts on the balance between new people and current people, and whether it's wise to bring colleagues or partners? So how many people should already know each other before the event? Uh, well, I think it's two things there. One is your people you know, and um, people that have been there before. Um, so this is summer camp, there was a few more than had been before. It was not quite a 50-50 split. My feeling is anything more than 50% would be too many coming back. Um, because I, I would never want someone new to feel like they're not part of the club or it's a bit cliquey. Um, so it's one thing we're always conscious of is, whilst it's great that people come back and are part of this, this tribe and you know, big family, um, you don't want to alienate new people. And luckily, I think, the kind of people who come to summer camp are very open and yeah. curious and, and want like Chris going up to everyone you could see who was new or sat on their own, making them feel like, are you, how are you doing? You're right. Because you know, they might be having some moment that is shaking their world and they, they weren't expecting it. I don't see, uh, I can't see if it continues as summer camp ever being leaky and whether even if there's like 50, 60 people that have been there before, I think new people will feel at home straight away. Um, and it's, yeah, ideally we have a, a nice um, sort of turnover of new people each time. Uh, but it's the challenge. I think it's a challenge. You either grow, so you can have more new people, or you accept that people just want to come back, and then it, it becomes a different type of event, in a sense, I don't know. Yeah, I think, and it's answer to your question in terms of like bringing people from your company or from 
home. I think it's just about having a kind of simple rule like we won't sit together at dinner or you know we promise to like <laughs> talk to each other or, or we don't be in the same tent or whatever um so like again we have family there we have friends there you know it's just having some kind of agreement that you don't just spend the whole weekend with each other so you know i think they will get more out of it if they're kind of left to their own devices a bit and not just going around as a team we would never want a team of like 10 people yeah. in the same company coming to summer camp bring who you want as long as you come with the right intention you know the, the how, how we would like people to interact. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ines is hitting us with all the big questions. <coughs> um, I guess it boils down to the big question. What do you really want to do with your life? Sorry, with your future, could have a start of school. Where do you want to go next? One thing to think about and answer a later stage, surely. Answer um, a later stage, surely. Answer <laughs> Can we do the last bit? Um, I think we are a bit like, we follow the lazy guru style. We have a kind of loose vision, but I think we don't tie ourselves to any particular idea of this. Um, but it's great. Every time we've tried to plan and strategize, it's always gone wrong because it starts to feel like something you have to do in terms of dominating the world or taking over different cities and everything. Um, I think for us, the main thing for the short term is just like getting the foundations right so that if we do want to grow this, that we're on solid ground. And I think one mistake maybe we made uh, sort of last year or early this year was trying to branch out to different cities when we hadn't really nailed down a, a core I suppose, proposition business model that could scale. So whilst there's loads of people around the world who want to start happy startup schools and we've got people in Barcelona and Prague and Amsterdam and Sydney and all these places, um, until we've got something we can give them that actually helps us, then that's a distraction for now. So in clear short, ideas, needing clear ideas. Well, I don't think, for me, it's, we want, to, we want to be global. I think we want, to, we want to reach people on a global scale because we believe we've got something really important to offer the world. But I don't think um, we can force it. And so therefore, we just do our thing and hope that people out there find us uh, for the moment. And then if that leads to eventually hubs in different cities and events in different countries, great. But, you know, we wouldn't have done, we wouldn't have gone to India if we hadn't done our first altitude. So following our nose has got us this far. So we're keen to keep doing that. Um, we went to a co-founders workshop when was it in February? With Tom Nixon. Yeah. And we had an agreement with this supposed to write uh, basically about, you know, between us as founders. And it was along the lines of if it isn't funny, then we'll quit. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's the ethos of the happy startup score. Yeah. Greats against anyone who does kind of mm -hmm. serious business. But that's what, what's got us so far to this point, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I think as soon as it feels like a should, then it feels like something that we don't want to do because it lose energy so um yeah trying not to what was it strong ideas loosely held yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, um cool. i think we're almost done yeah lots, lots of nice comments and quotes thank you everyone for all your kind words um and okay just some more questions coming in uh what do we got here? oh marco's offering asking if we want to offer a question at camp um, there's lots of people who would hate that idea, yeah. even the people who got kids. Um, it's really tricky with kids. And On the surface, it'd be an amazing idea because both of us got kids. And yeah. Great if we could bring our kids and you know, they go up somewhere else logistically. Yeah, I think with a lot of this stuff, I mean, again, we've had ideas to do a kids' summer camp or like family summer camp. Um, in the past, we did the, our first altitude, we brought our families, as did some others. It just comes with so many logistical challenges in terms of. Um, you know, childcare in terms of 
safety and health and also just um, presence. I think. Yeah, exactly. Fundamental is presence to feel like you're you're in that zone and in that event. I don't think you'd be able to get the same out of it. And so, if it was to have family, would have a different style of event. I don't think summer camp. Yeah. You'd get as much I think it camp. needs to be all or nothing, really. It needs to be a family summer camp or, or not at all. Yeah. Um, and I also think because it's a working farm, it's just there's challenges there that um, we just that is, is not worth um, a focus for now. But at the same time, we're all about families and integrating work and life. So you know, that would be a vision for the future as well. Can we create a bigger event, which is um, yeah, where families are invited? And Watch this space. Yeah. I do family camping. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, so we're going to finish off here. Um, like we're excited about 2018. And, yeah. And excited because people, you know, they're committing to it. They're excited because of the, all the ideas that we can try and start thinking about. Um, you know, one of the things that I think Florence mentioned this year is like to have more of a sense of collaboration. We'd like to see how we can do that, where mm -hmm. people can actually help each other at camp and actively uh, push people's ideas forward. We mm -hmm. had an open space session the year before, which didn't quite work. So that's something we're excited to bring. To feel like you, 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 as well as being, you can do a little bit of doing and get yeah. some help along the way. Yeah, um, we already start well, approaching some speakers that we're excited about for next year. Um, we're not worth mentioning names because they might not come. But well, if they come, they come. You know, they, these guys know what the dealio is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's early stages for us, but we, you know, we try and pursue as there's really interesting people inside. Uh, and you know, this year as well, we had people who dropped out who were really looking forward to come. Yeah. And we, we talked about, we publicised it, and they didn't arrive. But I said, unfortunately, we couldn't make it. Yeah. You know, we'd love to get her back at some point. Well, for the last three years, we've been trying to get John Parkin from Fuck It Books, if any of you read those. Um, if anyone knows John Parkin. No, I know him, but he's, just, he's got his own thing. More like, pressure. I'm just, um, well, less pressure probably would help. <laughs> he runs his own retreats. He loves what we do. He's a big fan. But I think, um, yeah, time is always pressure for people. So still on his case, so hopefully he might um, finally swing it. Just email bomb him. Come. <laughs> um, also been talking to Samantha Moyer from Morning Glory Will. Some of you may know the Morning Waves. Um, she's built a global community in these um, gatherings in cities around the world. Again, she's someone we've been chasing for a while, so we're trying to get her again. Um, Bogan Bingo, does anyone know that? Um, one, one of the founders of Bogan Bingo um, came to some of the first summer camp four or five years ago. And it is a sort of trailer trash bingo night. Um, where two Americans, two Australians, Bogans, are kind of rednecks from Australia, um, do quite inappropriate bingo. So it would probably one of those things that a big chunk of you would find really funny and the rest would just be like either offended or would be over your head. <laughs> so um, we're trying to get them. And um, yeah, lots of, um, lots of, uh, I'm hoping people that kind of progress from just being part of the event and participating to actually like contributing. Bangra workshops maybe? Maybe, yeah, the Bangra band were keen to come back yeah, and do some drumming workshops. Yeah, keen to hear from you guys if you'd like to have much more hands-on Bangra rather than just like... Like this passive Bangra. Bangra. <laughs> Bangra. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of other ideas bubbling up as well. So, um, so yeah, watch this space. Cool, excellent. Well, thank you very much for uh, staying this on. Uh, really appreciate it. We're going to have a recording so you guys are watching the recording. Spread the word. Uh, we have until Sunday midnight, October the 1st. UK time. UK time uh, for these super early bird tickets. 
if you want, if you're thinking of coming, Marco, <laughs> do it. Yeah, we'll, childcare will come. Um, I'll be yeah. sure to post it on the Facebook post when you have, so others know you're coming. Yeah, and exactly. To, so that's that awesome. who's like who's in, and everyone else can get excited about you know who they yeah. make it connect with. Again. And that's part of our vision for this year. If we can make you know, if we know there's a there's a we can. Confident that we don't have to worry about tickets, we can start doing a lot more with the build up and the run up. And there's loads of ideas we have about connecting people who are coming to camp and sort of sharing their ideas and you know, online workshops and things like that that we'd love to do. Yeah, so, and we'll hopefully do another one of these. I mean, we're off to the States in two weeks yeah. um, for Attitude USA. Some of you may have seen that in the booklet thing, lanyard thing, whatever it is. Um, so, so, yeah, we're going to be there for two weeks and then we're back and we will be. Yeah, I think focusing more on sort of building the online platform and what we'd love to do actually, and this would be something that hopefully happens after that, is to film, like take some of the learning from some account and apply it online. So Charlie's Clear Ideas, Lawrence's um, Lazy Guru, um, sort of workshop, turn those into courses that we can then, you know, share with you, but also the outside world in terms of trying to bring some of that goodness from some account to the wider world. Yeah, cool. And so if you have any ideas, how you'd like to have an injection of camp, Every day or which first no, we'll put it in the mix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Camp injection. Yes. Right. Take care, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, and yeah, we'll be newsreader styling. <laughs> we'll watch the space. We'll see you later. See you later.